Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Alex Light. I'm Em Clarkson, and Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh my God, 1st of Jan. New Year's Day! Shit! I know, well, big shit for you. Big shit for me. Big shit. Big baby. Big baby. Big, big, big change. <laughs> big, big. I'm, I'm about to have a baby. Imminently. Imminently. Fuck. 2024. <gasps> what a year. Well, happy Chris happy happy January. Happy baby month. Yeah, happy everything. At what point do we start stop saying happy new year? I every year I wonder this, you know. I think you just say it until you've seen everybody. Oh, so you haven't seen you haven't seen someone until like September, then you're like, hey, happy, happy new year. year. <laughs> and they'll um, be like, what the fuck? Well, I, I kind of imagine it's like you do it all like New Year's Day. It's like Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And then if you see anybody on the second or the third that you know, you do the Happy New Year. And then when you go back to work on the fourth or whatever it is, that's when it's like yeah. you say it to everybody at work and then that's really that. And perhaps a client the following week if they come in and you're like, oh, Happy Christmas, Happy New Year, how was everything? Oh, being British do- is weird. I do it. I do. I see. I think I probably do it to like mid Feb. Yeah. <laughs> every time I get one, every yeah, I don't know. Every email I write, I'm like, Happy New Year. Who are you writing emails to? I don't know. Probably not anymore. To be fair. It's like you're the funniest back in the day when I was big and important back in the day. <laughs> when I had people to correspond with. That's why they don't want you sending emails anymore. They're like, oh god, it's that fucking lunatic. It's fu- it's March. Let it go. <laughs> We're celebrating Easter. <laughs> oh, this is our roundup, our annual roundup episode, and we have a stunning document from Daisy. Oh, Daisy's pulled us through this year. I think she's so sick of listening to our waffle and editing out all that shit. She's like, no, getting them on the tracks this year. I think the past two years have been like four hours for for each one. She's like, not again. I'm not doing it again. So she's pulled together this document with bits on each month to keep us on track. And it's such a nice document. I, I want to share it. It's so nice. I know. And this is the last episode that Alex and I are recording together before you disappear oh, off. Shit. To have your baby. So shit. as we did last year, the, the Should I Delete That Ship We'll keep sailing. <laughs> Daisy and I will handle the fort, hold the fort, 
while Al's off. Yeah. And much like we did last year, we will have special guests for the good, bad and awkward stuff. But we have batch recorded so many interviews so Al can take as much time as she needs with um, her new family. And yeah, we'll be waiting for you when you're yeah. ready to come back. But in the meantime... Daisy and I, we got it covered. You ain't got to worry. So many good interviews as well. I I'll know. be like itching to talk about them. <laughs> I know. But we all know you absolutely won't be listening to them. Because if there's one thing you hate, it's the no. sound of your own voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before we get into a roundup of the year, we just want to actually say thank you for another spectacular year. We're so, we just love our job so much, don't we? So much. And again, I feel like we say this, like we said this last year as well, but like this still feels like such a nice, safe space, doesn't it? Oh it God, feels yeah. like everyone's on our wavelength and it's just, I don't know, there's no hostility and it just feels so lovely. I just really cherish this space. Thanks for being the best, guys. We love you. And, uh, sorry for the lots of the preamble, but we do have news coming. Are we allowed to say it? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The minute that baby's out and she's back on her feet, yes. we're off. Yes. We're off. We're off. And we're off. Live tour, different cities. That's the point of a live tour, Al. <laughs> yeah. Live okay, tour, fair. all in the same city, same venue. <laughs> Actually, it's pre-recorded. <laughs> Okay, you've got a point. Okay, you've got a point. Right, let's um, get back into it. Let's, let's go. rewind to this time last year. Okay, insert rewind sound. <laughs> I was eight months pregnant. So was my best friend, Molly May. No, nine months pregnant. Nine months pregnant. So was my best friend, Molly May. Very quickly, who gave birth first, you or Molly May? It's not race, Al. It's not race. <laughs> I'm just intrigued. <laughs> um, she gave birth first. She gave birth, I think, on the I want to say the 24th of Jan, but I'm being a fucking. <laughs> let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Um, so if my it's best the friend, 24th I of Jan, I'm em- embarrassed for you. <laughs> so I remember when I was in labour. Um, I was talking. Oh, I decided in January. Um, I was I was talking about how she'd called her baby Bambi, so it must have been fresh in my mind. Okay, it was the 23rd. Like, oh. you're embarrassingly close. It's my best friend. Like, obviously, what did she expect me just to forget the day that Bambi was born? I don't think so. I love Bambi, the name. I thought you meant the baby. I was like, okay, now who's weird? <laughs> I love Bambi, but I think it's because I call Betty Bambi. But I love Bambi. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But I guess, yeah, I really like it. I've actually, I've been very interested by, like, anyway. her journey into motherhood. She's been so honest about, like, what a struggle it's been and, like... I know, like, we've joked about her being, like, my very best friend and stuff, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I keep seeing videos of her. Like, I don't actually watch her YouTube, but then I see these clips on TikTok and it's so nice to hear her just being honest about, like, she just says, like, oh, it's harder than what I thought and I'm going to leave a gap between having another one and, like, I love it and I love this stage, but I didn't love this stage. And it's just, like, it's so nice for, like, young well, any people, I guess, to hear somebody yeah. who's so aspirational in their in the content they produce, just being really honest. Yeah, she's good like that, isn't she? She's she's always on her YouTube channel because I feel like her Instagram is very very aesthetic, it's beautiful, so beautiful. Don't yeah, know how yeah. she does it. Can't relate. Um, and then she's always been quite raw and vulnerable, I guess, on her YouTube. I I don't really. I have seen a few clips actually where she's spoken about it and I think it's really refreshing. No, she is she is good at that. Um, she does cop a lot of shit. She does. She does. Also, you had your 10 year anniversary. I know. 
10 years. That's Not crazy. 13, as Alex, as Alex thought. <laughs> I love that massive exaggeration. <laughs> that made me laugh. He is um, so prone to a hyperbole as our Al. He loves, love he, he rounds up. He's the bit, it's like optimism, like on acid. Like he rounds <laughs> up like mad. We have been together for 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that. Dave's the opposite. He'll round down. <laughs> yeah. That kind of sums them up though. That was a lovely um, weekend. I was, I mean, so pregnant and I threw up and it's so funny. You do totally admit the like, bad shit of pregnancy you were saying before we started recording that you're like i don't like this bit and i don't like this you will forget all of it like i remember I've got, yeah i've got a photo of me throwing up in one of boo's poo bags on the prom in brighton because oh, i was so rough. ill don't remember that at all i remember a r- lovely weekend with like my my baby bump and my husband like i just remember it, it was like oh heaven peace before the baby came when actually i was like vomiting down the Ill. street yeah <laughs> You just forget all the bad stuff. It's 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 science. You do forget the the bad. Like also, humans are like that as well, which is good and bad. But I find that like the night times for me are really bad, and then at the moment, and then the mornings, I kind of forget. Like oh, it's actually being pregnant isn't that bad. And then it gets to like four o'clock. I'm like oh fuck, being pregnant is so hard. Yeah. And then the next morning, I'm like it's fine. I know I what I'm complaining this. about. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to it. Love Island did announce their incredibly, in Daisy's words, incredibly body diverse lineup. <laughs> Included with her words is a picture of this incredibly body diverse lineup. I'm literally staring and as we at all them. know, I know, there is no diversity. Are you still watching it? Are people still watching it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, I feel like they haven't moved with the times. No. You know? But how do you move it? Where would you move it to? Well, I do think I do think body diversity would be huge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? But that's such. We've talked about this before. That's such a risk. If you have one, like, you can't exactly. You need the playing field. I wrote this once years and years ago, and I stand by it, which is unusual because normally when I write something, I completely change my mind within the <laughs> year. But you need the playing field so even that you can't. You know, you need their looks to be so interchangeable and all so perfect perfect that you that not one of them's gonna stick out because they'll just get that's the thing i think the only way to do it would be to have a genuine cross-section of society but even then even then fat women will have a harder time than fat men and yeah whatever happens any woman with any i mean not to say that men don't have issues but like it would just be brutal I can't remember if it was the head of Love Island or the head of ITV, but he he did release a statement that basically said, like, we want beautiful people. Like, that's the premise of the show. That's the point of the show. So, I mean, at least you're, t- at least you're being honest with us, I yeah. guess. They're not making relatable content. They've never tried. I remember Pandora Sykes podcast. The Hilo. No, she did it with, oh God, it was all about reality TV. Oh my God, that, God that was good. Um, Unreal? Yeah, Unreal, A Critical History of Reality TV. Yeah, love that. And on that, she had an ITV representative on that and they said that there's an element of self-selection as well, like um, women mm. in bigger bodies, like, you know, not not applying for fear of being relentlessly trolled, you know, and... I don't know. If I felt this year like trolling necessarily been the case. But. So massive. I just feel like we have reached the most extraordinary level. Yeah. 
like yeah I don't know I'm just I'm so disheartened by every single comment section on every single viral video we see now do you know do you know one that really sticks out for me is Liam Payne fucking hell yeah it's been actually brutal what's happened to him and like we can't diagnose his mental health we don't know his mental health but as a complete outsider looking on you might venture to say that it's perhaps not great and yet he has been ridiculed like beyond belief and then and i think we've touched on this before but it's like he he i think he's been quite open about it but he has clearly got issues with substance abuse and if he hasn't been open about that then i'm going to speculate that perhaps maybe he has issues with substance abuse this is all alleged yeah Yeah. and (laughs) don't say us we're on your side um and yeah so people were so horrific and then now when photos are emerging of him not looking well it's like oh poor Lee, like what happened to Lee? like oh bless it like oh someone needs to go and give mark it's like you fuckers you happen to Liam. This yeah. is all. This is this is like a, a potentially a direct result of being like humiliated globally. Humiliation is such a good word for it. Like that's it. We are so keen for like the joke, like the little quip bit, and they're like, yeah, like, the meme, yeah, the meme and the one liner, and oh, it could never be me, and the little like all those little comments that make us feel funny. And it's like, we, it's literally like, you know, when you watch Betty, like, I don't know if she does the same as what Boo does, but she gets a little toy and she just thrashes her head around with this toy and then cuddles up with it on the sofa a bit later. It's like, that is what we are doing with people on the internet. Yes. Yes. And I think that was, that was like a perfect demonstration of that. It's Liam abuse. Payne. Like we are. Yeah. We it's are, abuse. Yeah, we, you're right. It's, it's abuse. so bad, and and I can't bear this. Like, well, if you don't like it, don't be on it. Like, this just does not work in this day and age. No. On this scale, no. celebrity and it's is pack not, mentality, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not. We, you know, we think... dehumanize people, and we yeah. take away like because we're all in it together. The compassion is removed, and I think we still treat celebrity. You know, like sometimes if you watch like films, you look at like. Um, what's that film like what happens in Hollywood or once upon a time in Hollywood or whatever and like you look at or like the Marilyn documentary any of that stuff and if you look at like old school celebrity you had to work really hard to become a celebrity like you would you would give up your life and you would move to Los Angeles or you would you know like hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle and years for for, for years for fame and so I think people felt like well if you're gonna do that then like you know what you're getting into because you were working for it whereas now it's so easy to be famous and such young people are finding fame and it's like let them regret it like we we it's the same thing with molly may like we're so mean but it's like she came to this at 20 and you can't undo it you can't undo the fame that you find at a young age and nor should you have to but i don't know we just treat it so black and white and it's fucking terrifying particularly now like anyone can go like i get so nervous like when i see any viral video of any woman now at this point because it's just like well you're gonna be getting it and you're fair game now yeah yeah and it's like and it might even be cctv footage of you or it might be something that your mate uploaded for a laugh or it could be a clip of a reality TV contestant or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's just like, we pounce. It could even be like something that was, yeah, like 
not done with your consent, like a, someone coming to you with a microphone on the street, asking you a question totally out of the blue and you don't do a great answer and you, because you weren't expecting yeah. it. And then, bam, you're viral. You know how I feel about yeah. many microphones on the street. I know, it's your biggest fear. Nothing fills me <laughs> with more terror and it's for that reason. <laughs> but it is like, I don't know what, it's a level of like meanness and I don't know how it, maybe it just doesn't level out. Maybe we just have to teach people, kids to be nice rather than teach them not to be on the internet in this way. Well, I, I wonder how it's going with TikTok because it doesn't seem, nothing seems to be abating. It seems to be getting worse and worse and people seem to be becoming more anonymous on there as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like I keep in the finding section. myself in the middle of like drama. Like what? apparently there's a TikToker that faked having cancer, I think. I don't know who that is, yeah. but I keep seeing videos of everybody yes. talking about her. And it's like, Same. oh my God, like, I, I don't know how I ended up here, but I can see how you do get sucked into the drama. And then it's just like, but these are fights, I don't know, like these are fights that c- could end up with really catastrophic outcomes. Because, yeah, I, I've, I've seen a lot of the like think piece videos about that girl yeah and it's like people know that they've got an opportunity to go viral for putting their two cents in on this situation and it's just yeah it's it's mad it's mad this is what's really stressing me out is now i I don't know if you found yourself on this side of tiktok but i keep seeing or instagram like very traditional women um women being like who are kind of advocating for the traditional gender roles of like them staying at home which is fine but then the comment section on that always terrifies me because it's like so many men that's where my woman belongs or whatever or if I see like a progressive father all the comments are like no I go out and work so my missus sits at home with the kid and it's just it feels so I feel like we weren't we weren't talking like that last year or two years ago no also they've missed the point well yeah <laughs> completely yeah completely. yeah but i don't know and like all i my... do keep seeing a lot of that actually yeah i keep seeing a lot of that which i think is good i think it's great like well obviously i mean i keep seeing what i mean is i keep seeing a lot of women like embracing like i'm a stay-at-home mum like this oh is I, what I do I you meant, and, like, it's good. yeah it's great these men want their women in the kitchens i, I think it's great <laughs> we're really lacking that recently. i advocate for that <laughs> um i agree like i think they do need it's really difficult there needs to be more empowerment for stay-at-home mums and like i've talked to my friend about this because i think i told you well you obviously know but i think i've told listeners one of my um, really really good friends had a baby just after me and we, our journeys have been really similar, but also quite different. Like literally she's had it two days after, but she didn't go back to work as quickly as I did. And it's just so funny how we treat ourselves through that journey. Like it just makes you realise yeah. women can't win no matter what you do. She's feeling like she no should be what. back at work and that her purpose yeah. is kind of lost somewhere. And I feel like I'm doing too much work and I'm not being a good enough mom. And it's just like, there needs to be more you just can't win for that conversation. But we can't be trusted to make nice spaces because we fuck them all up on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and then men come in and <laughs> yeah. shit on them. And women. There's so many fucking pick me women and in women, the comments. And they're doing my head in. I'm like, I know, I not know. you guys. Come on. <sighs> I know, I know. I was in a comment section last night about C- a C-section. I'm having a C-section. And I was in the comment section of, oh God, this post... Someone put up being like, oh, C-sections are called the easy way out, but they're not. And 
just like so many women like fighting in these comments about who had it harder like well I had a vaginal birth and this <laughs> happened to me and I yeah. I one was like I tore my anus like in <laughs> like indefinitely basically <laughs> no I'm not I'm not laughing it's really bad no, but it but is like, mad that we've got shoot. to the point where that's the kind of information we give to strangers in comment sections we'd never give it to a stranger on the bus I know I know and then another woman was like, well, I nearly died having my C-section. And I was like, guys, can't we just be like, yeah, like what, whatever this you do, it. just do it. Ultimately, this happens because society doesn't give space. It doesn't give women credit for what we do. It doesn't give women space for their trauma. It doesn't give women space for this conversation. Yeah. It doesn't give women space for this pain. So the second we then get any moment of this conversation arises we take it so fucking personally because we haven't dealt with our own shit around it and no one validated our experience so we feel the need to validate it and I find that I found that with motherhood so much like because yeah because we do have our own trauma and no one really takes it seriously so we kind of go mad on it in the wrong outlets as people do it breastfeeding as well because they're really triggered by you know, they feel the society's made them feel like a bad mum if they didn't do it. So then they get yeah. so defensive before anyone's even attacked them, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, but yeah, those out the C section is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I know. I was like, I need to get out. Ten minutes in, I was like, I need to get out of this conversation. It's going to be like, fine. It's not good. I have. I am reading a lot of people's trauma here, and I just don't need to right no, now. You don't need to pick that up. Um, I. I had. An emergency C-section and I had an incredibly positive birth ex- birth story. It wasn't like what I thought Excellent. it would be, but it was fucking great. It was stunning. Okay. Got a healthy baby. Lovely. And I'm fine. Look at me. Look Thank at me. I'm the picture of health. Look at you. Do you want to see me do a cartwheel? Because I can't do one, but I can try. <laughs> I thought you were actually about to stand up and do one then. <laughs> do you want to see me try? I can't do... No, I haven't got the space. Don't hurt but yourself. Like, you do not have like, the space. I want to show you. <laughs> You know, you really do bounce back, physically speaking. I still okay, look like a sack excellent. of potatoes, but I wouldn't worry about that. Right, we need to move on to Feb because Daisy's going to fucking kill us. Yeah, but before right. we do, what was the last thing that happened in January as per the document? Sing it, sing it. No, I, I, I can't sing it, sing it because I can't. Sing it. This song has haunted me. Sing it, sing this it. This song has haunted me for nearly 12 months. Miley Cyrus released Flowers. Fucking Flowers. It's a great like, song. <sighs> I, it's a great song. It's a great song in that it's extremely catchy and does not leave the head. It's a great song. Does not leave the head. (sighs) I does not leave the head ever. I I hated it. We're not having. But like, good on her. Bad energy. Good on her. But just, just it, just it was forever there. Four a.m. I was like, I can buy myself flowers. Such a good song. I can hold my own hand. Did she say I hold my own hand? Because that's actually labours. I can hold my own old hand, old hand, yeah. Cute, but I thought Arlo had to <laughs> Weird. do that. Anyway, February. Feb. Arlo Rose was born. Baby. Bloody hell. That was Jack, mad. Just the best. Can't wait to do it all again. Fucking amazing. Like, honestly. God, I, re- I remember being in that What's Your Mum's Up a WhatsApp group to give us updates. Yeah. And I remember feeling like so like butterfly-y, like anxious. Aww. Not anxious, just like butterfly And then like we, yeah, yeah, excited, yeah. Aww. Shit. Oh, I would do anything to do that day again. Anything. Would you? Anything. Best day of my life. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. This is like, and I keep saying it to yeah. you. It's fucking unbelievable. 
Like, what you're about to do, who you're about to meet, just coolest fucking thing. So weird, isn't it? Because it just still feels so abstract to me. I know. And I don't know if that's normal to yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I can't, I just, I just cannot place this thing inside me with an actual human being. It just, I don't know, it just feels like a wriggly little animal. I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. It's almost like a year, like we did it a, a year, a year apart. apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally. They'll be less than a month. So they'll, yeah, they'll be born within 12 months of each Wait. other. Yeah. Yeah. 11 months apart. They won't be in the same school year though. No. No. No, no, no. no. Mine would be below. Yeah, I'll be yeah. a year older. Good. She can, yeah. she can pull you all hair. No, she can't. She can be a little bodyguard. <laughs> she can, she can go into all the classrooms first and be like, look after my friend in the year below. Otherwise you have me to deal with. <laughs> I can see her being like that as well. Cute. It's so nice with Delilah, um, my friend Sophie's baby, who was born two days afterwards. Like their personalities are so different, and Delilah's super, like, oh, she's just gorgeous. She literally, just, I just love her so much. It's so weird to love someone else's kid, like Aww. almost as much as I love my, like I love them both so much. It makes me so happy. Um, but I can already see the dynamic of their friendship. I already know Arlo's the like little bruiser who'll go in first. Really? Like, Come on, Delilah, like. Because Delilah's a little bit more kind of reserved and just a little bit more shy, I guess. Not shy, I don't know. She's just a little bit more gentle, I guess. Oh, I was not very gentle. Um, oh. So I get, like, it's, oh, just like, look at those little personalities coming. Just makes me so Cute. excited. I know. She's going to be one soon. Shit. I know, I know. And I just love every day, honestly. She's just so great. You could have a one year old. I know, what, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't have a baby That's anymore. Insane. I'm going to have a child. Yeah. What point do they become not bait like toddlers? Well, is they it start, one? Yeah, well, they start toddling. I mean, she's, she's step, she's, she is toddling now. Early Aww. walker, little overachiever. Can't believe I got an overachieving baby. Me. Miss, Mrs. Average. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what else happened? So, I was busy in Feb. I was on the sofa. News-wise, there was the huge earthquake in Turkey, which was... Horrific, and I feel like we've forgotten all about that, and we don't, we haven't really talked about it very much Just as a as a yeah, god, but that was yeah. mad. And I remember because yeah. I don't know, I think I was watching the news a lot when I was born, and there was uh, there was a woman who they found a baby with her umbilical cord oh, still gosh. attached in the rubble, and I just it's like oh, horrific, horrific. Oh my god, that's horrific. I know, I know, that was horrendous. That was probably not something nice to see postpartum no but it's i think no it's not but i think like it really makes you realize how lucky you are and i just i think like, yeah that's something that i've really felt this year is just like it is luck yeah. like that our babies are born pure that we are luck. born where we are we yeah. are just the luckiest people in the world like we've just won yeah. the lottery every single day speaking of amazing sarah de came on the podcast in feb and she's doing so well. So well. She's doing so, so, so well. She's literally thriving. Her recovery is incredible. And it's it's actually just, rem, rem, she is a remarkable woman. And we knew that at the time, but like almost a year on, she's just like, she's just thriving. I don't know if you guys follow her Instagram account, but. She's, you're de- if you don't follow her, you definitely should. It's just very cool to watch somebody recover in such a human way. Like, you know, she's not hiding away from the anger that she feels or the frustration or like the yeah. ver- the various like complexities to 
recovering and dealing with what happened to her. And I don't know, I feel so honoured that we got to speak to her and like that we get to watch her journey. I just think she's so cool. So cool. She's amazing. Um, Ozempic was announced in the UK. Oh my God, was that in February? Hollywood skinny jab to be sold in the UK. It feels like it's been around for a lot longer, doesn't it? It feels like it's been around forever. Mind you, I think everyone I was talking about like the Kardashians being on it before. Yeah, it was like Hollywood's worst kept secret. Yeah, and now yeah, it's just prior. this year it's just been in the UK. Yeah. Do you know anyone on it? Yes, I, I do. don't think I've My dad's on it. Oh shit, yeah. I don't know if he's still on it. I know he was. God, I don't know anyone who's actually well, I don't think I know anyone who's actually taken it or taking it, but possibly Oh actually possibly I know I someone know. else. I know someone else as well. Oh really? Yeah, um my friend's sister is taking it. Okay. Um, I think she had to stop because she had a baby, but she was taking it. The company, the company who produces Wagovi, I think it's Wagovi. Wagovi, yeah. Um, Nordic Nordstrom or something. They've just been, oh, what is, they've just been valued, and it is absolutely insane. I've got some questions for you, Al, about on Zepic. Yeah. So, given that this is a safe space, what do you think about it? <laughs> Oh my God, I think it's so complicated. And I feel like it's it's important to like acknowledge the nuances of it, which is obviously that some people really do need it. For some people, it can be a lifesaver, obviously. Um, but I think the problem is that it's, it's, it's falling into the hands, so many hands of people, into the wrong hands, basically, of people who are vulnerable and desperate. And the problem is, is like this thing that you're going to take, yes, it will make you lose weight. Actually, not always. It doesn't always make you lose weight. And a lot of people can just get quite sick from it. But yes, you will lose weight. But in order to sustain that weight loss, unless you change how you eat from there on out, which is really difficult when you stop it and your appetite returns to normal, unless you make those long-term changes, you're either going to put the weight back on or you're going to need to take a Zempic for the rest of your life in order to sustain that weight loss. So it's like, it's kind of feels to me like just, it's like another diet, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. I was interested because I did a post about it the other day about Oprah being on it. And before I uploaded it, you were like, because I, 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 I always send things I'm scared of to Alex before I post them to see if it's worth the shit I'm going to get. <laughs> and you said that I would get shit whatever I said about it because it's contentious and you're right. Um, I actually mostly just got shit for how manic I am. There were a lot of people in the comments being like, I can't watch you. You're so manic. I was like, thanks. <laughs> what? That's so rude. It's been so fucking rude. But also I was like, this is this is nothing. <laughs> you you want to see me do a cartwheel <laughs> across my living room? <laughs> um, I can show you manic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buckle up, bitch. Um, anyway. But yeah, it's... <clears throat> I think it's interesting as well because there is... There's not a lot of grace given to people who want to lose weight. And like, there's not a lot of like safe conversation for that because it's not considered in quotations, body positive to want to change your body. So I think people are a bit like scared to say it. And I think it's quite interesting actually watching even in like my own friendships, like watching how I speak about my body. Because we've talked about this before, like how I've spoken about my body postpartum. I'm quite matter of fact about it. Like I, I feel very, for the most part, I feel quite detached emotionally from how I look like it's not massively bothering me but on a practical level I will comment on the fact that I haven't put 
I haven't got back into my old clothes or that I'm still bigger than I was or I'm still however much heavier or whatever. And it's really interesting because people now go say, well, you don't need to. You're fine. You look better. And it's like, it's so nice, obviously, that all the people in my life say that and like love them and I love that. And everyone says, oh, you look great as well. You didn't change anything. Blah, blah, blah. But I guess that stifling down of that means that it maybe does push more people underground in terms of looking for yeah. options like Ozempic. And there's no balance because yeah. you don't want to just be talking about diets all the time and you don't want to be around people all the time that say, oh, I'm going being good and I want to lose the half stone and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know what the answer is, but I think I can see how it all happens. I don't know what the answer is either. And I do think that there should be like, there should be more grace for people who want to lose weight. And I'm acutely aware of that. I'm constantly saying diets don't work because they don't. Diets don't work. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself mentally, physically and financially. Don't do it to yourself. But I'm also, I'm never offering an alternative for people who do want, want to. to lose weight. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that I don't really know the answer to that. No. Because it is extremely difficult and weight loss has been like, it's like notoriously difficult. That's why, you know, if if it wasn't so hard, everyone would be thin. Yeah. Because we'd want to, you know, we all want to fit like society standards of beauty, so we'd all be thin. So I do think there is like a space for that. And I I do like, I follow a few personal trainers who give out, who who talk about weight loss, but in what I think is a really like practical and sensible yeah. Who are they? Because I would, I think this is, yeah. But like, it's hard because I don't, I don't really want to recommend them because their whole accounts are about weight loss. And it's like, it's difficult because I do think, I do think there's like such a difference between like wanting to lose weight and needing to lose weight. But then you can argue like the people that want to lose weight, like, well, they just have, they have as much right to try to lose weight as people who need to lose weight. It's so complicated. Mm. I don't know the answer. No, I don't either. I really don't. I don't either. But I, I do know that the, I do know that the only way to actually lose weight is to change how you eat for good. Like anything, anything that's a quick fix is never going to change, is never going to be sustainable. Or it might be, but it'll kill you. Like, yeah. Piece of advice, if anyone wants to take it, with the noise of diet culture being very loud this January, I used to want to change myself so much and I bought so much shady shit, like diet pills, anything I could get my yeah. hands on. And yeah. I was too embarrassed to go and do it via a doctor or via anything official, probably because I'd be told by a doctor that I was fine and I didn't need it. Um, yeah. So I'd buy them shadily and illegally, not legally, but, you know, not, not, I don't know, not, I, just, I would buy, I don't know, not illegally, but it wouldn't be great. Same. It would be shady. It, yeah. And like random websites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not only did they never work, but it made me ill and they actually made me scared I always yeah. found like it very like shamey and whatever. And obviously they didn't work. And the only piece I've ever got to with my body is through movement and eating things that make me feel good. And so those things don't, yeah. they just, anything that you have to do via illicit means or that you're doing out of shame or that you're doing because you're scared is not what you need right now. And if, if yeah. you want to do it through a doctor and you're going to talk to a doctor and they advise that it's a medically good thing for you to do, 
of course all power to you but if you're doing like I used to and just doing it on dodgy websites and gonna hide it under your bathroom sink because you're embarrassed and ashamed of it then it's not for you and other lifestyles are available March I wish you well (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow's court case went so viral (laughs) I wish you well I wish Look, you. Well. I know she's problematic what? as hell, but I fucking she's an icon. She's an what icon. an iconic moment! What an iconic moment! Honestly, I wish you well. <laughs> so good, legend. What a twat though, suing um, her for that. Sorry. What a twat. What a twat. What a twat. I, like, but ha, like that's so embarrassing. So like, embarrassing. How embarrassing. And you can never undo that. And like everyone knows who he is and what he did. Like I would, I would be. So mortified for the rest of my entire life. Well, they, Americans are way too comfortable suing, and that is a hill I will die on. Yeah, they sometimes are, they are way too litigious. Get back stupid. up again. <laughs> yeah. There isn't always a claim. <laughs> Tell you what else happened in March. Your book came out in paperback as a Sunday Times bestseller. Yes. No less. How does that feel, Al, when yes. you look at the cover of that book and it says on the top of it, the Sunday Times bestseller? That is quite cool, actually. Quite. That is really, that is really cool. It's that so really cool. cool. What is so nice now is that I still get messages, like DMs being like, oh my God, I found your book and like it's making me think and, and it's helping me change this or like I've gifted it to my mum. Or, or like a friend or something. And it just, it's lovely. It's really nice. It was worth all the hard, the pain and tears. <laughs> um, I told you this it yesterday, was... but Alex, I heard Alex on the phone to his mum. She was so <laughs> excited because he'd been invited on Alex Light's podcast. <laughs> she was like, I hear her on the phone just being like, and darling, you got invited on Alex Light's podcast. Sorry. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we're them. And she was like, yeah, and Alex's husband, Dave. I was like, oh my God, Al, you're so famous. You're such a star. <laughs> and my own mother-in-law has eradicated me. <laughs> Alex Light's podcast. Should I delete that? It's all mine. <laughs> so good. Who are you? I don't need you. <laughs> Quite frankly, I have no idea. The Sunday Times bestseller. <laughs> did he say like it's Em's podcast too, Mum? <laughs> he did say that. Yeah, I don't really know what happened after that. I was just I was texting you, but I'm so proud of you. Sunday Times bestseller. Thank you. That was exciting. It's Thank the coolest thing ever. It's so cool. Also in March, you came back to work with a pod recorder at home. God, I remember that so vividly. That's crazy. She was so tiny. She was so tiny. So tiny. And Daisy had knitted her a little hat. Yeah. Not actually, so a little cute. being the operative word. It, it's quite a big hat. <laughs> Does she fit into it now? No, or not no, yet? no, not yet. <laughs> When she's five. No, no, no. When, give it, like, give it the, the shout it in the summer. 18. 25. Um, God, yeah, March, I came back to work. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, way too early. Bit soon, yeah. Way <laughs> too early. Some regrets. Um, April, Dominic Raab resigns after bullying allegations. Oh, yeah. What a shit show. What a fucking shit show. I am so embarrassed another podcast that i'm going to recommend to people is i've recommended it before it's called the news agents and i'm going to say off the bat 
They're quite left wing, but so am I. So it's fucking fine. Okay. Every time I talk to anyone about this podcast, they're like, well, yeah, well, you know, they're very liberal. I'm like, yeah, well, so am I. So I like listening. I like listening to people that say what, yes. you know, articulate what I'm thinking well. Anyway, it's Emily Maitlis, John Sopel, and Lewis Goodall. And they're three really okay. good journalists. And they do an episode every single day uh, about. Whoa! Yeah, about the government and about news. Every it's, day? Yeah, it's called the News Agents. And wow, uh, I, I just think they're really good. I really this is where I get my news from, and I think oh, it's a, a part of where I get my news from. And ooh. they do some really good interviews, and it's just really, really good. But it's led me, it's it's kept me very like abreast of the absolute fuckery that is the Conservative government <laughs> for the last few months. Um, really? Yeah, I, I'll. It's so nuts like and we'll get onto it i guess later in the year but i'm so shocked by like where we are like ruat the rwanda thing soella braverman dominant rob done for bullying the boris johnson you know like covid inquiry all of it fucking nigel farage i know it's not the conservative party but nigel farage going on i'm a celeb why are we so comfortable with right-wing morons just doing whatever the fuck they want. It's actually mad. Like, the, and this happened now. But the Supreme Court have said Rwanda is not a safe country to deport people who aren't from there too. And the Conservatives are like, okay, well, we're just going to change the law and rule that it is. And people are like, yeah, okay. It's insane. It's insane. Anyway, this podcast has helped me. Helped me realize the many intricacies to the insanity i am just subscribing as we speak it's very good and suella well we'll we'll, we'll get on to her i think that's later in the year it is later in the year fucking lunatic honestly awful all awful but dominic right like it's i'm so mortified when you hear these texts like if you listen to the covid inquiry the dominic rob stuff like all of these messages that they the whatsapps they've been sending each other it's so embarrassing i'm like you've grown men oh my god is it bad yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard oh my god yeah they literally like the way they speak about each other to each other like it's so incriminating what does he do now now after he's resigned he's been so busy dominic Raab was deputy prime minister lord chancellor and secretary of state for justice for the 25th of october <laughs> until april 2023 i've literally had like constipation for longer he previously had the same role uh, between the 15th of September. Oh, that was for a year, fine. Um, I don't know what he's doing currently. I, I, but this is what annoys me the most is it's like with MPs, it's like with um, with the cabinet. You can have someone like, oh yeah, they were the treasurer. They were chancellor of the exchequer. And now we'll just let them do teaching. And now they can do justice. And now they can <laughs> yeah. do foreign. And it's just like, and it's like how you, I want a teacher in charge of education. I want a lawyer in charge of legalities the home office i want a tech genius in in charge of obviously but we don't get that I mean, they just play obviously it's like musical chairs music literally i was gonna say musical chairs um i predict Don- dominic rob will be on strictly come dancing next year <laughs> or maybe dancing on ice something itv they just they will anything yeah, they'll they, they love it men. yeah they'll do anything for them yeah yeah. How much do you want? Millions? Um, One million? Two million? It's all yours. Yeah. Um, okay, also in April was the end of the fourth trimester. Oh, God, that's for weird. Me. Yeah. Yeah, for you. The one thing I will Obviously. say about that is I think when that ends, people do expect there is the leniency ends. 
at, at some point really? over the summer, people stopped being like, well, she just had a baby. Like, because I hadn't just had a baby anymore. So I think people now look at me yeah. and think that her life's normal or like what you're moaning yeah. about or like anything like that. And I think people forget that like they don't just start sleeping at three months and you don't just start having regular hormones. I don't know. Like, it's quite interesting. Like, I don't think I didn't feel a shift in me at the end of the fourth trimester particularly but i have noticed a gradual shift in everybody's expectations which is interesting do, do you find that it's people who aren't parents yeah who just don't get it yeah, yeah but that's fine and i have never felt like because i think because really none of my friends have kids um i think or like yeah. the majority you know like none of my my, my friendship groups they're not kid centric um so i've never felt like this um, like, oh, well, you guys just don't get it. Like, I've never felt like that because um, I didn't get it before I had one and I don't feel the need to, I don't know, sit feeling like I'm misunderstood because I'm not. And if I want somebody to understand how I'm feeling, all I need to do is tell them. Um, but I think just generally the kind of allowances that are made of like, oh yeah, I'll come to you or like um, just the kind of, it, the kind of softness that people have around you at the beginning that does just Fade. end yeah yeah which just makes sense because you know you can't milk yeah. it forever but um yeah like i don't know Th- that must be hard though brutal when you're not necessarily feeling any better or feeling yeah more settled yeah it was really hard like i definitely feel now like i still haven't left her for the night and I'm still really scared to do that. And I think if I said that to someone without kids, they'd be a bit confused by that. Or maybe even someone with kids. I think like, you know, everybody feels differently. Mm. And some people are much more comfortable doing yeah. it. No judgment, no shade. Like you do, you know, you do you. You're the best mum to your own kids. Um, but like, I think that would be a surprise to people or like, and the mm. summer was very difficult. Like I really, by September, October, I was just really struggling. And then now I've now we've got childcare everything's so much easier but I think yeah like September was like this like everyone really just expected everything to be normal and it just wasn't yeah um if anything it was harder because she was she was getting up she was up and out um yeah but I don't know like it's interesting like I think this is what we're just saying earlier but you just can't really win you just have to accept that you can't do all of it and then you just work out what you can do and then it's fine for any mums listening to this that resonate with anything I've said, there's a poet on Instagram called Jess Ehrlich. I don't know how you pronounce her surname. She's U-R-L-I-C-H-S. Or even if you don't have kids, but your friends do. She's a poet. And some of her posts have made me feel so seen. I've actually really? bought the book. Um, she's done three books and I bought them for my friend Sophie as a Christmas present. Um... I might buy them for myself as a Christmas present to you. Jury's out on that one. Anyway, um, but she <laughs> writes these like beautiful poems that just make me feel so seen. And I think that's really nice. And like, so yeah, that, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah go for Lovely. it. Lovely. Daisy's, Daisy's put in quite a few without context screenshots in here <laughs> that I'm struggling to work out. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. April. April was when you didn't know the wolves were real. Oh, wolves are legend. They're legends, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Still not sure on that. I'm still not sure on that. That's my conspiracy theory. Everyone's allowed one. That's fine. Okay. That's your one? Is it Wolves Aren't Real? That's my one. Yes. 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 You know where I'm going to take you next year? Where? To go and see a wolf and then we can find you a new conspiracy theory. Because that one's boring. <laughs> I, want a different, I want a better one. I want the Avril Lavigne's dead theory. That's fox. <laughs> that fascinates me, but it's definitely not true. Well, you can't have it. I, I, I would love to believe a conspiracy theory and just like get involved with one, you know, and really like deep dive. But I just don't believe any, you know? Not yet. We can find you not one. Yet. Our rabbit hole girly. May. May. Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour begins. Are you a Beyonce fan? I'm not not a fan. I actually like... I'm not a big fan of her music, just not my kind of music. But I am, I do enjoy watching her performances because she's just fucking incredible at performing. And I will always Blue remember. Ivy. Oh, I was obsessed with Blue Me Ivy too. dancing. I must have watched like a thousand videos of it. And I'm like, I could do this dance off my heart <laughs> at this point. Let's <laughs> see it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but. Uh, yeah, her, her performances are just, I think they're just so... Do you, do you remember when she was, oh, was it the VMAs? And she was against a background. Uh, oh, hang on one second. But say VMAs 2014, I think it was. Oh, she did this, she did this incredible performance, like against a, a huge screen behind her. And she was like interacting with the screen during her performance. And it was just, it's mind blowing. I sometimes still watch it. She also looks... So unbelievable. The screenshot that Daisy's put there is insane. I just think she looks unbelievable. Also in May, we had a live show. Oh my God, how yeah, fun was that? Beyonce's not the only one eating up the stage. Oh my God, I was pregnant there. Shit, I was, I was like early pregnant there. Oh my God, yeah, you were. And I was postpartum. Like just, that was my first, God, I was wearing a tight dress for that point, that point postpartum. You were, you looked great though. God, yeah, you were, how, you must have been like, Six weeks? Yeah, it would wow. have been. It you would look have great. Been like we, I love that photo. It was so cute. I think that's before everything kicked in. I was like, oh my God, I was like, pregnancy's great. I love it. Yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> before yeah, the hormones really I don't up. think you were being sick. I think you were cool. No, I think I was good. I think I was good at that point. Oh, that was so nice. That show was so nice. King Charles III was coronated. He was. He was. Crowns are the silliest little things. And honestly, if you look at them, like, that is a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it's actually obscene as well. Like, all of those stolen, looted gems on his head. The audacity. It's like, you know when you borrow, you know when you steal your friend's trainers and then you can't wear them in front of her? Like, one of your sister's jumpers, you don't want to, like, wear it in front of her. You have to just wear it when you're with other people. They don't do that. They're like, yeah, look, got, got your rubies. Does look a bit silly, doesn't it? A little bit silly. <laughs> I tell you, the, the crown's one thing, but I think it's the um, like sort of Cruella Deville type. The shawl. Dalmatian fur shawl. Yeah, I bet it's real as well. That oh, oh no. what Dalmatian? I can't be real Dalmatian. It's probably Jesus. rabbit. Yeah, probably. For once in my life, I have something in common with King Charles. Is he pregnant? <laughs> Does he also have a Sunday no. to the best time? Sunday? Can he play the drums? <laughs> Does he speak French? Wait, uh, is he good at swimming? <laughs> no, it's a recent thing. Very, very recent thing that I have in common with him. To do with appearances, actually. It's an aesthetic thing. <laughs> oh, fingers! <laughs> My fingers! 
are you playing the same Prince Charles is? He sausages. <laughs> Honestly, when I first wake up, the the the, the it's uncanny, really. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that. That's that. June, juin, juin. So juin. Courtney Kardashian announces her pregnancy. Now. I have so many things to say about the Kardashians. Do you? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have to say about the Kardashians? I watched it a lot when I was pregnant and I started from the beginning and I got to season like 17 and then maybe 12, 17. Anyway, and then I wasn't pregnant anymore. Then I haven't had any time, so I've been watching it. And then recently, while I've been ill, when I had my sinusitis, I started watching it again. And it was kind of at the time when Courtney was like not wanting to do the show anymore and I've just been really fascinated since then I haven't watched the show since then but like I follow them online and stuff and then seeing her because she she's kind of like older to be having a baby and but she looks so young which I find instantly confusing about the Kardashians like and it's kind of amazing but anyway this I just don't I don't know I find it mad I find it mad I find their relationship mad the social media mad all of it mad like mad i would like to know your thoughts on the dolce and gabbana debacle who who do you think courtney had a leg to stand on oh no no and i but i don't i think and i think you can attest to this i think sister fights are not reasonable fights like you fight with your sisters about things that to other yeah. ears just don't make any sense. And I feel yeah. like they're in a really weird position where I feel like they fight about one thing, but it's not actually about that thing. Yeah, there was so much underlying stuff, so much. It was a, it was such a build up. <clears throat> so I still haven't caught up in recent times, but where I'm watching now is like season 19 and Courtney's doesn't want to do the show anymore. And Kim and Chloe are like, or that she doesn't want to share too much. And Kim and Chloe are like, but if you don't share too much, we have to share more because we literally are contractually yeah. obliged and we're pulling your weight. And it's just so interesting how it's like a full business. And I'm always, I actually think Kim Kardashian is so impressive. Like I will die on that hill. Oh my God, same. I think she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. She works so hard. I think she's a really incredible business person. I think yeah. she's a really impressive mother to her children particularly like in a co-parent like she never says anything bad about Kanye and like she seems like a really present mother and I don't know I just think she's really impressive and I think she's really good at removing look at me talking like I know them but removing her feelings from it and I think Mm -hmm. she sees their what they're doing as a business but it kind of feels like maybe Courtney's just got anger and I don't know but it must be mad yeah there's underlying stuff there for sure and I think I think, I don't know, I was kind of with Courtney. You Were know, you? On the D&G thing. Yeah. Talk me through it. Because I was like, because I was like, did you watch this series? No, I haven't watched did it. I'm like, still catching up. I've seen it online. I've like, seen the chat. Give us a synopsis Co- though, for people who haven't seen the, who aren't watching it. So basically, Courtney did her wedding in Milan or, it, no, Italy somewhere. Italy. Not Vienna, she Venice, got maybe. Italy. Italy. Somewhere in Italy. And D&G dressed her and the entire family for the wedding. And her whole wedding was very like Dolce & Gabbana, 90s Dolce & Dolce Gabbana vibes. Like it was completely centered around that. Um, and they showed her going to the house of Dolce & Gabbana in Italy beforehand on the show to like get all their outfits fitted. And Travis wore, wore it as well. And then, like, 
I think it was the year after, I think, I don't think it was too long after then, Dolce & Gabbana asked Kim to uh, creative direct their fashion show. And she did. And she obviously did a ton of stuff in Italy where she wore uh, Dolce & Gabbana and she pulled a lot from the 90s archives of Dolce & Gabbana. And Kourtney Kardashian was just like, I got it from her point of view because she was just like, can I just have this one thing? Like, and to be fair to her, she does like... Yeah, she doesn't Kim really does have a thing. a lot. She d- yeah, yeah, I mean, she's got poosh. And she's got lemmy, actually, those vitamins. But like, Kim does have a lot and a lot of really successful things. And it was like, it did feel to me like, God, this is like... This is this was Courtney's thing. Like, she could have just said no. Like, she's got enough money. She's got enough, like, you know, accolades to her name at this point. Yeah, like, maybe Kim was doing it on purpose. I don't know. To cause the, I don't know. But then I feel like... I think Kim couldn't say no. That's what I felt like. She couldn't say no to the money and the opportunity, which is fair enough. It was a cool opportunity. But, yeah, I just... I, I, saw, I saw it from both sides. Yeah, I just feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're always... I just feel like Courtney doesn't want to do it anymore. I just feel like she doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and I feel like their relationship is toxic between the two of them. Yeah. And, but it would be. It must yeah. have been Kim Kardashian's sister. And the older sister as well. I always yeah, think that's hard when the younger one is more successful. Yeah. And drives yeah, you Yeah, because you around. kind of expect the older one to be. I don't know why. But they they normally are. They've had longer. They normally are. Like Jessica Simpson, Beyonce. I don't know. They're normally the older sister. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Brittany... Yeah, Brittany. Oh my God, Jamie Lynn. I was very interested um, to watch Jamie Lynn in the jungle. In the jungle? Yeah, Jamie Lynn Spears was in I'm a Celeb. No, she was not. I didn't even know that. Where have you been? I don't know. I didn't read anything about I'm a Celeb. So I, when she went in, I was like, and I was saying to my mum, because my mum watched it and I hadn't started it yet because I'm always in bed by nine. Um, so I was having to watch it on catch up. And when, I, when she went in, I was saying to my mum, I was like, yeah, honestly, like, screw Jamie Lynn because she's said this to Britney and her and Britney and poor Britney and poor Britney and, like, whatever. And then my mum kind of said it really matter-of-factly. It was like, oh, she's like, well, she's coming across really well. And then as she was leaving, mum and I were talking about it and we were like, it, she was she was the younger sister to a, to yeah. parents that were clearly incredibly toxic. Pardon the yeah. spears pun there. <laughs> what chance did she it. stand? Like... It's not as simple yeah. as like Jamie Lynn, the grown adult, against Britney, the grown adult. Like they both grew up in the same environment, pushed into yeah. child stardom. Like, and yeah, I don't know. It just made me realize I was like, oh my god, the media and I, the media, the rhetoric, the social media. There's so little humanity allowed for her. And when she's yeah. speaking, you realize she. Because I remember I used to love Zoe One Hundred and One. I think when she was sixteen, she got pregnant when she was on Zoe One Hundred and One. Yes, and she, yeah, she eman- did. emancipated herself from her parents mm. um, to go because they didn't want her to have yeah. a baby. And then she went and like had it had her on her own. And I'm like, oh my god, sixteen. Yeah, and there's, there's us being like, well, I'm Team Britney. Fuck Jamie Lynn. It's like, oh my god, poor Jamie Lynn. We've got yeah, no idea victims. what she's gone through. They're both victims. And I just never occurred yeah. to me. So um, I wrapped myself on the hand for that, for judging her. How did she do in the jungle? She did really well. And then she she quit like halfway through. Oh. She's really missing oh. her kids. Oh. Yeah. She did just, she talk about Britney? Yeah, she did. But I guess, bless oh. her, then everyone's talking to her about Britney all the time. And it's like... I know. And, it's and like, she was an actress and whatever. Feet. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just really felt for her. She came across really well. Yeah. Just really cool. Also in June. Oh my god, I can't believe this was June. The 
oh, the submersible went missing. I can't believe that was June. That was also disgusting as well. I found that. I think Bow. we talked about that yeah. on TikTok. I think we talked about it. But like, that was so bad. The things that people were saying, like I had to like actively remove myself from TikTok. I was getting so angry. Yeah, I've seen a lot of memes now of like, I mean, quite jokes to be fair, but like of, um, it was like a meme of some guy was like, you're all wondering why you got you're getting coal for Christmas as if you weren't sharing memes of submarines like your life depended on it in June. And it's like Yeah. You fucking sickos. Sickos. It's what we were saying about the Liam Payne thing. And we've we're so good at just being like, oh well they're billionaires, so they deserve to die. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? As a kid I know, can you hear yourself? Has died and you're making jokes or a kid is missing and it's so fucking foul. And not even like the people that, you know, like they've lost their lives, but like the ripple effect and like all the, all the people that that touches, yeah. they didn't deserve it. No. And they don't deserve to see all these sick like TikTok videos about, it's just gross. It's, it's just gross. I honestly, it's so unfair. I just can't bear it. I know. And that was so sad. Like, and I know so lots sad. of sad things happen, but we are allowed, you know, and there, there may be sadder things. But we are allowed, yeah, things can still be sad. And I feel like that's what's what, that's what we're not good at. It's just like, yeah. oh, well, it's not that sad because there were only five of them and they were all like billionaires. And it's just like, so it's more sad that people here are dying. And it's like, it's sad that everybody's dying. Just because you're less sad about this one doesn't mean you should laugh at it. Exactly. So gross. So gross. Shame on those people. Shame. Shame. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. July. July. The daisies got engaged. The Daisy's got engaged again. How is that July? What a Daisy chain? That's insane. That's so crazy. But yes, producer Daisy got engaged to her girlfriend Daisy. Beyonce. Both called Daisy. Daisy. Both called Daisy Rose. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy Daisy. Crazy. Um, and they're gonna have a little girl called Daisy. Yeah, they have Maybe to. Maybe not. No, it's the Daisy <laughs> train. The Daisy Empire. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was really exciting. I think did you know beforehand? I did know beforehand. Aww. I love knowing that people are going to propose before they propose. It's my favorite state to be in. Like that excitable anticipation. It's happened a few times now actually and I really I think maybe Feel Good Friday quite often like my guy friends will tell me in Feel Good Friday before they do it. Do they? It's just so nice. Oh, I love that. Um so yeah, I knew I knew before 
Yeah, loads actually. Like most of my friends, I'm very rarely oh. surprised by a proposal now. I bet you find out people are pregnant a lot as well. Oh my god, yeah, that's <laughs> how a lot. Of, that's how a lot of my. That's how Ash told me she was pregnant. Did she? Yeah, with Alf. That's how Anna, um, my goddaughter's mum, told me she was pregnant oh. with Olivia. Oh, yeah, cute. it's really nice. It's really nice. I love it. That's really. And cute. I just lose my mind, obviously. Well, congratulations, congratulations to the Daisies. Also in July, you became Metro's agony aunt. Yes, I did. That's so cool. I know, so good. I found out the other day when I first started, like literally 700 people read my first one. Ick. Um, and now we've got like 30,000 every week. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Amazing. Oh, I thought I 700. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, yeah, but um, yeah. The, uh, it was, that's so cool. It was really nerve wracking starting that actually, but I'm so lucky that I do it. I love it. It is cool. Is it on your bio on Instagram? Yeah. Good. People gave me a bit of chit actually at the beginning for that. And it's just like, well, you're not qualified. And it's like... Ag- agony aunts aren't I'm not th- I'm, I'm, I'm just announced that I'm like you're opening a, a therapy practice <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not answering you're not answering questions that need genuine professional help you know it's oh not, no you're, you're it's advice touching get like scary territory it's just like advice and yeah, it's good yeah. advice well so yeah for the most part we hope July was a big month as well because on my birthday Barbenheimer yeah came out oh god Oppenheimer and Barbie both came out on my birthday slightly overshadowed me but I'll allow it have you seen both I have now yeah have you I've only seen Barbie and didn't see Oppenheimer I know so because it was too long I couldn't couldn't face the idea of being in cinema for that long that's my feedback I didn't go to the cinema for either because baby but my feedback on Oppenheimer it could have been an hour shorter. It was great. Oh. But it yeah, was just no, so long. There was just an hour in the middle. I was just like, I, we n- don't need it. And I don't know why no. directors do it. Do it. Why? why? And they're just making more work for themselves. Way more work. Way more work. An hour's more work. I, I just love the days of, of a film being one hour, 20 minutes long. Like, what's wrong with that? I'll take two hours. I'm absolutely fine with a two hour film. But it that does not it need me. to be longer than that. It just doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Nothing's that important. And if make it does, make it a series. Yeah, honestly. Or a sequel. Yeah, it's so annoying. So it was really good. And like Killian's a bit of a dish, but... Also, Florence Pugh did a lot of the press and wasn't in it as much as what I thought she would be. You didn't like Barbie. I'm just going to say it's the elephant in the room. Yeah, I, do, I, I mean, I don't think I went in, in the right, with the right attitude. I, I don't know. I think I was tired. <laughs> and I went by myself, which was fine. I enjoyed it, but um, you went by yourself. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I'd have gone with you. I'd have loved to have gone with you. Oh, but baby. Yeah, but I could have found somewhere to leave her in the oh. popcorn bucket or something out the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have come. Always invite me. Let me say no. Okay, okay, I will do next time. Thanks. But yeah, I do know. I just, I, I found it a bit meh. Tell me, tell me, tell me, because I didn't let you talk about it before because you were trying to be negative about it before I'd seen it and I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I found that it didn't really, um, I don't know. I just feel like people were calling it this like uh, this feminist masterpiece and I just didn't find it to be that. Yeah. At all. It was and a bit I feel obvious like in that way. It was very obvious. They tried to touch on a lot, but they only scraped the surface of everything. Ooh. Scathing. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
I, I there, there were some laughs. I did. I thought Ryan Gosling's character was really funny. Ken. Yeah, I liked. I I did like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't bowled over by it. I think because I was seeing all of these things about about um, these like think pieces about oh my god, it's like you know feminism and and like it's gonna it's gonna change the course of history for women. And I was like, fuck, what is? It? And then I was like, wow, this is like kind of feminism one hundred and one a little bit, you know? Maybe it's because we're in that space as well a lot online. <clears throat> possibly, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I also can't believe that that was ugly Betty. Like, I can't believe that the world convinced us that that woman was ugly. Was ugly. Literally the, the most beautiful woman in the world. Literally. But, and her monologue as well, like, obviously it was great. Like, that monologue was great and it's spot on. But, like, it's been done a lot before. I you think know? you've like, seen it. I think we're time. in the space online where we hear that monologue. Probably. Or in it, variations of it a lot. Do I sound like a wanker? No, a you sound like bit. a Guardian critic. <laughs> so read into that what oh you God. will. Oh, God. It's so a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, if the Guardian don't like a film, I just, I just like, I, I can't. No, not if the Guardian, the Guardian won't like a film. Like every time I read reviews before I watch a film. But what were we watching the other day? And Alex just read something and I was like, that's a Guardian review. And he was like, it is. <laughs> Like the the <laughs> like the I'm gonna say it the snobbery the intellectual snobbery the snobbery yeah I'm mm-hmm. like all right we don't all have Although, brains as big as you some of us but like, like the comedic relief I know I just didn't find it that funny I don't know no I know what you mean Maybe right. I was just like, like a bad bad mood but I had some yeah. laugh out loud moments I had like five laugh out loud moments in it I think oh wow that's good yeah that's really good. I enjoyed it okay. I enjoyed it I thought it was funny and I thought it was good and it was a bit obvious but then. That's fine. Yeah, not necessarily a bad thing. But I, I guess, I guess maybe that's how. It, yeah, maybe that's how it meant. It, was, it's, it should have been like a gateway, you know. It is you, also for kids. Like... So yeah, yeah. So I guess that's like something as well. You know, it's like it, they had to make it digestible. It couldn't be some like massive like Sylvia Plath type dissection of modern feminism. I, w- I will say as well, and I don't know, I don't, I probably sound like definitely like a one canal, but like, I do think that they tried with diversity, but like ultimately the film revolved entirely around Margot Robbie. But they had to, is, that was Barbie. It was, but the, the, but the, I mean like the publicity and everything as well, like it was entirely focused around Margot Robbie. See, and I, I get just, that, I actually though. think that will have done more harm than good. Oh, no, see, because I Because I spoke that. to my sister after and she was just like, she came out of that and she was just like, I just wish that I looked like Margot Robbie. Oh, okay. And I was like, is that what you've taken from that? And she was like, yeah, I just wish I looked like Margot Robbie. And I, I, I think that's what the general consensus will be. Because you've got this, like, this woman, she, she is the standard of beauty. She couldn't fit it anymore. Like, there's nothing else. But could they that have? could make her fit it. Could they have done it? If they'd have made Barbie look anything different, if they'd have had anybody else play Barbie, like any other parameter, like if they'd have had a woman of a different race, if they'd have had a woman of a different size, like if they'd have had a woman of a different age, there would have been, that. I think the backlash would have done more harm than good. First of all, no one would have watched it because you'd have just had like the Piers Morgan GB GMB. Although it's gone too far, and this fucking box check checking, la 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 la. Like everyone would have been yeah. so negative about it from the very off that that actor would never have been respected. 
Like, look at how people were about The Little Mermaid. And she was a cartoon. So I think, I don't know, I think it had, like, I, th- I thought that was, that was but kind just, of, that felt like the point was that she was so perfect, but she didn't feel it. Like, the, even Barbie didn't feel like she yeah. was enough. And that was the point. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I just, I know, I know, and, and I, 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 I do know what you mean. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the right way to have done it would have been, but it just felt to me a little bit like we're just like, it ended up being this like huge praise of Mar- Margot Robbie. The whole, the whole entire thing. It was like, I, I don't know, I don't know. Just, it just, just felt a bit off. She's so beautiful. She is so beautiful, and we are, you know, as humans, like we're very attracted to that. And I think that's part of the reason why. The f- I think that's a huge part of the reason why the film did so well. Well, because she literally um, looks like it was the most ridiculously incredible casting. Like she literally looks like Barbie. Yeah. Like Barbie. But I think that might, I guess to my mind, I think that's, I think that's probably the best. If we're like thinking that kids are looking at it, I think that might be, because I think people will always leave any film that Margot Robbie's in wishing that they look like Margot Robbie. Whereas at least in this film, you know, Margot Robbie still exists, but it's like, if kids are going to look at it, then it's like, let her be this beautiful vessel of of the information that they want to relay, which is that even though she's this beautiful, her life isn't perfect. And even though it looks perfect. I just feel like they didn't do enough, a good enough job of relaying that. But that was the point, wasn't it? Like, I felt like like the, the, just the theme of the, the film was like Margot Robbie looking incredible in these incredible outfits. Like that's what we were actually focused on. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I feel like we should watch it together. I, I just, I didn't feel any, I didn't like glean anything meaningful from it. But uh, maybe I'm being a wanker, probably. probably. I'm not a wanker. I think it's really interesting. Like, And I'm sure loads of people had your, shared your views on it. Um, August, Colleen Rooney was on the cover of Vogue. Fuck yes, we can talk about Colleen Rooney. Have you seen the documentary yet? No, but I really want to. <sighs> My mum has watched it and she keeps going on about it. it like saying how good it is. Spectacular. It's still unbelievable to me that the that whole thing happened. The whole... Like, unbelievable. And I actually forgot how it all played out. So watching it, watching the documentary, they did it brilliantly. The documentary was brilliant. <sighs> was it? So good. Like, the way they filmed it was just so well done. The fact that Rebe- Rebecca... Rebecca Vardy's clearly given absolutely zero consent to be in it at all. And they managed to make this incredible series without her in it at all was so good you didn't even alex said it you only noticed in the third because i said the the third third episode third and last one i said to alex i was like you notice rebecca vardy's not even been in this she obviously hasn't given permission he was like oh my god how good is this documentary that we didn't even realize that like wow it's so well made wow and like what channel is it on disney disney i'm gonna watch it tonight i'm obsessed with her Clean. I mean, I love her. I love her. I've always loved her. Just, I think she's so down to earth and just cool and like nonchalant and just, it doesn't seem to be interested in like. She feels so down to earth. And the fact that the Liver building was on the cover of Vogue is just so cool. Yeah. She just feels so, I don't know, like watching it, I think I've always like seen and heard like. 
kind of the the trope around her like being a wag and yeah i guess by by literally that association like we assume that all wags are stupid and vacuous and that they're with their partners for the money and i think same as victoria even actually way less like they've been together since she was 16 and they say in the documentary they show pap photos of her on her way to school her first time being pap she's in her school uniform and it's like she was just this normal girl from liverpool and it's so weird and like her life just got turned into this and she has stayed so grounded like mum of four kids she's obviously an incredible mother and then just does this like fucking iconic but what was rebecca vardy thinking what was she thinking (laughs) it's mad it was close friends right that's how she caught her out close friends it was a private instagram account oh just so bad it's so bad i just don't know i mean come on but she was also going you know married to a really successful footballer she's she's been in i'm a yeah. celeb like she's got i don't know why you do it for money i don't know was she doing it for money for purely to sell the stories well they were doing it they were doing it for she was doing it for um in return for positive press from the sun which is how colleen first got suspicious because she said you know like the sun aren't nice about anyone for no reason and they were uh, always really nice about rebecca vardy and right right yeah and i don't know it's just mad like so oh my god so she's throwing her mate under the bus yeah but she was doing it kind of for positive things but then also i think it turned transpired as well for money as well but now i kind of feel sorry for her because it's like what we say about the Liam Payne thing it's like the internet's never going to let her live again now and yeah, I don't know never. what the fuck she was thinking to do it but she was mm. seven months pregnant when this all kicked off and then she took Colleen to court which makes no sense to me zero sense and what the fuck I know, I know and then she's had to pay all you know like I don't know pay for all of that and it's just like and it must be so stressful oh, so and obviously weird. Colleen won didn't she yeah. she won obviously yeah, yeah. But, she... but, but Rebecca took her to court Oh God, don't! I'm embarrassed. I know, I know. But then I feel I I do feel sorry for Rebecca Vardy because she did a really bad thing, total betrayal of trust, completely obviously took leave of her senses. But like now, what's your life? Yeah, it's quite like when Jamie Vardy was playing. They were showing in the documentary clips as they were cheering, they were shouting at him, "Jamie Vardy, your wife's a grass!" Like that was the chant. Oh no! But then, didn't he like he didn't go to court with her? Is that right? I don't think he did. He didn't turn up at court with her at all. Oh no! I know. Well, he was. She was selling stories from his, you know, from his friends as well. It's just. It's not good. It's not good. Was she? Yeah, maybe it was like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, (sighs) but I do fucking love Colleen Rooney. Me too. I can't wait to watch the documentary. And you get it, girl. So cover of Vogue. Like, I honestly, iconic. I know. Literally iconic. iconic. Such a good cover. Such a good cover. Also in August, we reached 3 million downloads and you told everyone that you didn't think that we landed on the moon. No, I was just <laughs> speculating that perhaps... Hey, what happened to everyone being allowed one conspiracy theory? <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy that one. That was actually probably one of my favourite Is It Just Me episodes of the year (laughs) when we went through all the conspiracy theories. So fun. Agree. Agree. And all the glitches in the Matrix that I enjoyed too. Yeah, that bus thing's never going to get over it. But... No, I I still can't. August. Big August news. We didn't talk about this at the time. Yeah. Spain won the 2023 Women's World Cup. 
which meant that they beat us, which was sad, but also fine. Also, since we've been recording, uh, Mary Earps has just been announced BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Love that. Which means for the third year oh, really? running, women have won, which is great. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Really cool. But the whole thing was overshadowed because the, I think he was the FA, head of the FA, Louis Rubiales, non-consensually yeah. kissed player Jenny Hermoso. Hermo, sorry, Jenny Hermoso. Yeah. That was so fucking mad. So mad. And he would because not step so down. Much. He would not step down and there was so much defence of him. It's wild, of that, isn't it? Of, of his, yes, so much defence. He was just excited. Like, oh, he's just he's just a bit older. Like, that's how they do yeah, it. He's like, literally he's probably like 40. Imagine someone just fucking kissing you. Like this random man just kissing you on the lips. Mm, it's so gross. But that's it. It's like, uh, that's so how men still, so many men, not all men, this is how so many men still perceive women in sport. Like... He wasn't kissing her as an athlete. Yeah. He was kissing her as a wo- like, well done. A girl. A woman, a girl. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. best like, believe job, he's sweetie. not going to kiss fucking, you know, like Ronaldo. He's not Spanish, but he's not going to kiss. Yeah. I can't think of a single male Spanish footballer. Me neither. <laughs> Embarrassing. But agreed on the lips. No way. But the, the outcome of that. He was fired in the end. He was. And it is, do you remember his mum went on hunger strike? No, she didn't. Yes, she did. No, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> what? No, she didn't. Presumably, she's starved to death now. Rest in peace. But yeah, she went on hunger strike. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. On twenty sixth of August, his mother went on hunger strike as a protest against the inhumane and bloody hunt that they are doing with my son. Inhumane. Oh, he's been judged before his time. That is big Catholic energy, that. <laughs> you can't <laughs> judge big. him because God will do it. <laughs> wow, okay. Do, so on 6th right? of September, the, she the player... <laughs> I, think, I think she's all right. I think she's still alive. Because it's fucking interesting. On 6th of September... Okay, so on 6th of September, the player, Jenny, filed a criminal complaint against him. On the 10th of December, he resigned his position as the Federation's president and as vice president of UEFA. But wow, that took a long time. It took so long. And it's really <laughs> and interesting, no one actually you know, did anything. <laughs> because I don't know if she'd... I don't know if she'd have done it um, judicially had he just stepped down and apologised immediately. Right, exactly. Like, had yeah. it been me, very easy to say, but had it been me, if he'd have said immediately, I said, this is unacceptable, I don't know what came over me, I'm sorry, I stepped down, like, I can't get away with that. Yeah. That's one thing. But, like, the fact that she had to take it so far, because he wasn't fired, he didn't step down. No. And it was just like, oh, yeah, well, it's just he was just excited. Oh, what the fuck? He just wouldn't apologise. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, I didn't think he did anything wrong. And, like, I feel like we're getting so far. Like, it's so exciting to see, like, the women's game getting so much bigger. Everyone's so excited. But then there's just still that. And it's like, I feel like this that will have set yeah. everything back so much because I know that there have been so many conversations in pubs up and down the country of male football fans who will just be like, oh, well, she was just being dramatic. This is why we can't have women in the game because they just bring their feelings into everything. They just make a mountain out of a molehill, blah, 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 blah. Like, I know that it, the conversation yeah. around that would have been so negative and that's so disheartening. It's a different culture. Yeah. It's a different culture. It's a different... Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that he stepped down in the end. Well, yeah. 
And I hope his mum's well was forced mum's to step got, down. Had a sandwich since then. <laughs> Pray for his mum. <laughs> um, September, Arlo was christened, and you same day actually announced. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, you did it on the way home Shit, from her christening. Yes. I did. Oh my god, I was so nervous. I know you so were. So nervous. I left it so late because I was so nervous. And oh, Betty looks so cute in that photo. <laughs> you both did. Oh, so you all do. It's so little cute. face. I had a tiny little bump and I thought I was so big. I know. Yeah, yeah. And now I literally. <laughs> That's pregnancy for you. Like turning over in bed now is literally a three point turn, like a six point turn. <laughs> it's like. It's so hard. I said to Dave, I'd love a little robe up to just like turn me over and like push me out the bed. It's just Dave it's a can lot. be that little robot. That's what he said. I was like, but in the middle of the night when I need to do all my wheeze, you know, Aww. I can't really wake oh, you up. So to Oh my god! Also in September, I we need to talk about this because I cannot believe how quiet this has gone. I know. So in September, five women publicly accused Russell Brand of rape and sexual and emotional abuse. And like, where has this story gone? This well, story has died. I've seen that he's had to come back in for questioning a few more times with the Met police, but obviously okay. it's not been enough to arrest him. It's so depressing. He's just gone back. It's just. As it, like, he's I'm carrying He's going to check his TikTok. I think he's just. I think he's just completely back to normal. But he was back to normal, like within that first week. He was like back on normal, like normal videos, isn't it? Mad. Nikki Haley says something about TikTok that's so mental. Yeah. And like, I just want you to do yep. the maths. Here he is, on this four one. days do ago. The maths while she's saying. Yeah. We really do need to ban TikTok once and for all. And let me tell you why. For yeah, the he's mainstream just, uh, media have finally and inadvertently revealed what they actually think of you. Oh my God, he's such a loser. Live from London, this God. is the I actually can't bear him. Like, I can't even look at him. And all the comments, you are brilliant. Russell is the best. Love you, Russell. Love, Russell. Whoa. Amen, Russell. Stay blessed and strong. I mean, his I'm Facebook like, is incredibly active. There's like three posts a day. Ugh. But we all stopped talking about it as well. It's really weird. I, 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 I don't know. I just Funnily enough, actually, on the day of recording, it was in BBC News yesterday that he was being questioned by the police okay. over six okay. further sexual offences. So the police are obviously oh, building a case, but like, isn't it mad? It's, I've never known a story to go cold so quickly. This is what I get really nervous about with the internet now. We just go so hell for leather. We do these think pieces. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We go, we go, we go, and then we tire. Yeah. We, we burn out We run out of steam. And yeah. It's just mad now because it's just another thing that falls into this like divide. Like, and I feel like the chasm's getting so much bigger. And the longer that people can continue to continue continue after being cancelled in quotation marks, the less fear of cancellation there is, which means the more shocking things people can say because these men are proving yeah. time and time again that actually cancel culture doesn't really exist for them. So they can they are not cancelable, uncancelable. Men are not cancelable. Yeah. I, I that is a hill I will die on. You can't. Well, cancel Russell a man. Brand is the perfect proof. It's insane. 
And yeah, Russell Brand, like, he's still, there's an ongoing police investigation, all the comments, love you, love you, love you, and he just becomes another pawn in this conversation and another example of the mainstream media and another conspiracy theory, like, piece. It's just terrifying. It is. It's really scary. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where Andrew Tate is now. Like, I don't even know what stage in the the Romanian judicial system he's found himself, but... Well, that's the thing. He'll be fine as well. Yeah, of course he will consistently like i don't know the yeah. whole thing i i it's so scary it's so scary and these are the people these are the men saying well you can't say anything these days i'm like well, you clearly fucking can and you, you do can. yeah and you're fine <laughs> like a little bit of heat and then you're like free to carry on with your life as you were yeah literally and just uh, yeah double down just yeah and you're fine fucking hell right october October. Beckham. I still haven't watched it. What? I know. I, I say know, this with all the I love know. in the world. You, you're not doing much else at the moment in the evenings, Al. What are you doing? I know. I know. I know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just, I do need to watch it. I think, I don't know. just don't know, like, I don't know. I've not got, I'm, I don't know how interested I am, but I know I should be because everyone has been talking about it. It's so good. You'll be so interested. To what we were just talking yeah. about, the way, oh my God, I'm going to have to talk to myself about it because I really, I've wanted the opportunity to talk about it. The way that the media treated David Beckham was so brutal. Like watch yeah. it just for that, I, I would recommend. And her, right? Yeah, and her. But I think particularly him in um like you know they've been awful to her in the way that they're always awful to women but the way that they are with, with the way that they were with him and i think it's really interesting we've seen it time and time again with male footballers we saw it with obviously much more catastrophically in recent years because of the race element as well but they did it with um the england squad to the three guys that missed penalties in like whatever year it was 2020 2019 2021 whatever I don't know the last time that we were in a world cup and we lost on penalties or whatever and it yeah. was like yeah basically they, they they talk about the time in I guess it was like 2001 or something when Beckham got red carded during an England game and then they lost and everybody yeah. basically he I think he was captain and everybody blamed him unanimously mm. but they don't blame yeah. him in a way that's just like oh buddy like you really fucked it for us it was like <laughs> yeah. they someone put like a, a dummy with his shirt on in a noose and hung it from a lamppost. Wow. Yeah. Like it was... Because, I mean, the football world is like... I mean, you talk about women being emotional. Like, <laughs> football... The football world, like football fans, is like the amount of like intense emotion they about... Are so emotional. A sport is unbelievable. I agree. It's and actually he, tragic. It, 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 it I'm just gonna so say it. I'm emotional. just gonna say it. I'm just gonna like talk about your fucking feelings, and then you won't care so much about where whether a little ball goes between the hoops. I know. Balls. <laughs> like I, get, I get it. There's like it's culture and tradition and like whatever. Like we, you know, we. But you can like enjoy football. the game, but exactly without like the intensity and, and often violence that comes with it, and the abuse towards football players. Like the um, like Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford yes. has so much. Marcus Rashford, but yes. he's also had so much shit for what he's done off the pitch because he's done so much amazing work for um, providing school meals, like warm school meals for kids. Yeah, and it's yeah. like 
people are so but his own fans are so annoyed with him for like daring to do something that isn't just like shagging loads of prostitutes and driving a g-wagon do you know what i mean which i mean i'm sure he does that as well but like they're they're, allegedly allegedly but i I hope you know like i hope he is reaping the rewards of the ridiculous money that they do make but he's just doing such a good thing with his power and that really stresses him out as well which i just find fascinating i know take it yeah but the the Beckham thing, like what I thought was really interesting, and you did a post about this, like she never she never smiles, Victoria Beckham. Like I never thought I never liked Victoria Beckham. Yeah. But I can't tell you why. That's why you have to watch the documentary. I can't tell you why I never liked her. But I just smile. knew that it was the general consensus that we don't like Victoria Beckham. But she was so she's thin as well. So we she was painted as yeah. this, this like She's unobtainable. She thinks she's better than us. She's She doesn't eat. She's no fun. You wouldn't like her. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't like her because she doesn't smile and she doesn't eat. So don't even bother. Yeah. Don't even she's bother getting to She's herself her. posh. Yeah. Like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to watch Gosh. it out. Okay, I do. I, okay, I do need to watch it. I do need to watch it. So what do you think about... Because I've heard a lot of people say that they had, like, full control and creative control over that documentary. Yeah, they did. So it was kind of... They wrote it, I think. It was able to be, it was, it was obviously, it's going to be, you know, completely biased. Did you feel like that watching it? I personally feel that with all of these things, particularly with a a situation like that, they've had their story told to us. Like they've Mm. had their story. I I, I said this on my stories at the time. They have had their story told biographically throughout their whole lives. And they've had to sit there Mm. with unprecedented media scrutiny particularly into the lives of their children like watching some of the footage of the paps going for them when brooklyn was first born just to get photos they've had to have misinformation false story like breaks of trust they've had their entire lives to all intents and purposes documented completely out of their control if they now want to control the narrative and take back their power Mm all power to them like i am yeah 1000% here for celebrities to tell their story and i don't think that mm. we always need to try and catch somebody out and i think that's the kind of thing yeah. when people say like well it's all in their words and it's like okay we're not in, we're not on a fucking trial here like yeah. they're allowed to just tell their story and it doesn't mean that they're hiding something in doing so and yeah they didn't focus massively on the fact that he had an affair but why should they like that's their family trauma and that's kind of the point totally <clears throat> like yeah. they're supposed to be have they're telling their story and that means that they can tell it however they want and if we don't want to watch it we don't have to but we're not watching a bbc documentary that's like completely based in facts and has to be balanced like that's not what we're watching we're watching mm. them tell their story and they can tell it however they want. And I, for one, love this era of celebrities telling us what actually happened in their own words. Because I just think it's been so long and they've never had the chance to do that. Everything they've ever said has been twisted mm. and contorted and manipulated. And yeah, so I felt like it was really cool. I really liked it. Yeah, so true. Well said, actually. That is really, a really, really good point. Because they have had a lot of stick about, oh, you've all, you, you know, you, you, this is it only in your own words and you were able to skate over the divorce, uh, the affair, but like, why shouldn't they be able to? Why shouldn't like, why they? should they have to delve into that? And that's what I don't understand about this certain subset of people on the internet. We're, we're willing to let 
Russell Brand and catastrophic misdemeanours, if you want to call it that. Like, we'll let that go. But the minute somebody Mm. starts being vulnerable or, like, sharing a little bit of their truth, all of a sudden we want the whole story. And it's like, you're very happy just to cherry-pick other things and omit pieces of information and let that go. But in this incredibly specific occasion where somebody is trying to do something positive, then you don't want it and you've got to find the negative. And I think that's like when the negative's right in front of us, we're just like, okay, yeah, take that or leave it. But the minute somebody comes at us with something that isn't overwhelmingly negative, we have to start looking for it. And that feels like a shame. Yeah, so true. Well said, I like that. Also in October, Matthew Perry. That's really sad. God, I can't believe that was October. Really sad. I know. And it's subsequently come out that he, his autopsy results came out and he was. I know. He had relapsed, which is really sad. I know. It's so sad. But again, as we said in the episode with Izzy Hawkins, which was a brilliant episode, she was so good. Um, It feels weird when we say brilliant episode because it's our own episode. Um, She was a brilliant interviewee. Um, That is just like testament to how strong addiction is. Yeah, isn't it? that he relapsed, you know, despite, you know, in spite of everything. So, yeah, super sad. Bless him. Bless him. I know. You ran a half marathon. Uh, I did run a half marathon. And uh, stay tuned today or tomorrow or at some point this week for another relevant announcement on my part. (gasps) Rolling wise. Oh. Read into that what you will. No one's going to give a shit. Exciting. There's going to be more toenail content, so. Woohoo, buckle up. Another another ultra. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, And I think we would be remiss not to mention something that happened in October and is still very much still happening. And that was that Hamas led an attack on Israel. And that was on the 7th of October. And since then, there has been ongoing retaliation um, from the Israeli government and obviously we are aware that we haven't talked about this massively on the podcast I think I'll like to speak for both of us um, we're very aware that that particularly in the early days of what was happening that we didn't want to share misinformation we're well aware that hate that hate crimes in London for both anti-semitism and Islamophobia were up like 300-400% and obviously it's such an emotive and horrendous situation. And I know in our both our private lives, we've been like deeply affected by this. And, but publicly, it's been very difficult to speak about um, articulately and, and in a way that is going to cause more good than harm. And that's a balance that we've tried to strike. Right. That, and I think the main problem is with misinformation. I, you know, a, a couple of points I put up posts and I would get a barrage of DMs being like, this isn't, this isn't the truth. This isn't actually what happened. And it's like, oh my God, on one hand, you know, it's, it's like you have this big platform, so you should be saying something. On the other hand, it's like, you've got this big platform. So like, you've got to be really careful. Spreading, you've got to be so careful and spreading misinformation is really dangerous. I think like we discussed this at length as well. Like I discussed it with Dave at length and like my thought was initially like, let's try and like strike that balance. But it felt like it became a balance that was like impossible to strike. But then, but then, if you say that, obviously, what's happening now, and to my mind, and I think probably to yours, isn't complicated. What's happening in in Palestine? Right. Is, and and this is it. The, the the situation has evolved so much and so quickly. Right. And it, what is happening now is just the most horrific thing. Despicable. And I think we have to continue calling on 
our MPs, like really, we, I think working out what's making a tangible difference is really important. And I think donating to charities on the ground, Doctors Without Borders, Save the Children, Amnesty, yeah. um, I think Red Cross Gaza, like there are really important organisations doing work there. But I think yeah. also like the most tangible thing that we can do here is leaning on our government because it is inc- yeah. like the silence from them is deafening and I've been reading a lot about our oil interests in the Middle East and like the speculative idea that that's why Rishi Sunak isn't calling for a ceasefire and I I think that is so revolting and I think that's the area that we need to be really aware of and that's what we should be reading about and like working out why our MPs aren't saying anything and why this is being allowed to happen and why America are, are disregarding the UN's advice and not calling for a ceasefire and I think it's it's such a disgusting situation, but I think we need to just be very aware of what's happening so that we can be aware mm. of what we can do when the time, when when there is an opportunity to do something. And I think mm. writing to your MP is a really good place to start and actually have a look at yeah. who your MP is and work out where, what their thoughts are on this and where they've publicly took yeah. a stand. And um, mm. and yeah, but it, it's been the most heartbreaking situation. So and. And, just and it's really to easy be. to do to write to your MP because I remember at first I was, I was like, oh my God, how do I write to my MP? And actually it's so easy. You the, There are websites where they all, you type in your postcode, they show you, if you, if you don't know, they show you your local MP. Um, I think they also show you what their stance is currently and they give you a template so that you can just, you know, amend or yeah, edit, edit the template Yeah, definitely worth amending wish. them because if you put the yeah. exact template that you find and copy and paste it, often it goes into spam or they'll just be disregarded. So try and amend it yeah. to make it as relevant, as uh, as personal as you can, um, just yeah. to ensure that they get it. But it doesn't feel like those things make a difference, but they, they are our elected officials and that is literally the point of them and if enough of us make the noise then they will have to listen exactly exactly and it's what we can do exactly kind it's of... so easy to feel helpless isn't it so right and it's something that we can it's, it's worth something a tangible that we can do it takes yeah, like 10 as minutes. well as donate yeah so speaking of government november suella 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 was sacked See you, bitch. Sorry, Suella. Well, as you know, hello. I'm panicking. I don't. I don't want to call anyone a bitch, but like, shoot, Suella was sacked after a period of what seemed to me like trying to get sacked. Yeah, I think she was. <laughs> she she did her best. She did her utmost. She was a fucking <sighs> lunatic. I we thought, but this is what I mean about the government. This is what I was saying earlier in the episode. We think that things are quite bad. Like we thought Pretty Patel was bad and then it gets so much worse. And it's like, what? Like when did we, we floated throughout my life particularly, we floated in the middle, like Labour was in the middle and like Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, they were kind of in the middle left. And then David Cameron was kind of yeah. in the middle right. Done that the wrong way around. But yeah, now it's like, we're just going further and further up the ruler with every time. I know. And people, I know. and I actually, I was listening to this on the um, News Agents podcast this morning. People keep saying Rishi Sunak is like quite like a moderate person. And I think we do think that maybe because he's like buddies with David Cameron and because he just kind of sounds like it. Like he just, I don't know, I, I never imagined him. Like I always would have thought that Boris Johnson was a lot more like right than him. Right wing, I mean. Yeah. But actually, Rishi Sunak was like such a hardline Brexiteer. And he's going now with the trans stuff, with the stop the boat stuff. 
Yeah. He's going hard. He's, lean, he's leaning in. He's leaning in. Yeah, he's leaning yeah, right. Yeah, the trans stuff, like, that felt so weird. It's so disheartening. It felt so misplaced. They're just trying to get... And I, I feel that, like... I feel that with, like, Farage going into the jungle, with this stop the boats narrative, like, there is so much... Even the Russell Brand stuff, like, there's so much of this, like, right-wing energy. The Pierce... Morgan, GMB, like talk TV, whatever it's like all of this energy. And it's like, I think the the conservatives, like they're so desperate at this point to keep them that they're going to go because everybody else is going to surely not want them anymore after the last few years. So they're just like, right, well, we need to go. We need to go hard with these guys. And it's like terrifying because they're actually in control. It is terrifying. It is terrifying. But the the what was Suella said about homelessness being a lifestyle, a lifestyle choice. lifestyle choice. I thought she was going to get fired after that. I was convinced she was going to get fired after that. I know. It's mad. I, it's and mad. So you can't, how can you say that? And you're the home secretary. How can you say that as the home secretary? How can you say that? I know. I know. Uh, it's and shocking. I'm, and this both, so shocking. The, the Rwanda policy, like, it. Yeah. I'm so revolted by it. And like, Everybody, everybody worth listening to, everybody that we literally appoint to listen to is saying, don't do it. And they're just like, oh, it's going to do it anyway. What did she say? She said something really, really disgusting about like... Oh, I know what she said. She had, she had, it was her dream. It was her dream to deport people to Rwanda. That's it, that's it, that's it. (laughs) Quoting the famous bigot, Martin Luther King, who would be mortified... To hear his words being used, paraphrased like that. Of everything you can dream for, Suze. And then they talk about the um, migrant invasion. And that's what I found so disheartening. Like, I think, I can't remember the exact percentage, but small boats, I think, equate to like less than 10% of the migration we have here. And we focus so much on it. Really? Mm-hmm. And we focus so it really? much on it. Shit. And it's like these people, and I can't understand this lack of humanity. It's like, how desperate do you have to be to get on a boat like that? Like, I know, I know. With your babies. And then, and, like, and, then, and then what? And then you get here and you're treated like this. It's just like... But, but how can people not see that from the comfort of their own homes and lives? How can they not see that? That it's like an act of like desperation. How can they not see that? But this language, like it's an invasion and it's like as if we're imagining fucking like Viking boats. Everyone's got like a bow and arrow. It's like, no, people are clutching <laughs> onto all that they have in the whole wide world. And they're clutching onto their babies. And we, oh. how many times do we see it in the news with them capsizing of... I saw a report of a boat that capsized and the Greek officials deliberately waited to go and rescue them. And it's like, I, I don't understand. Why? Because they, they Seriously? don't like them. Oh my God, that's so awful. I just, and they didn't want it to be their problem. I just don't understand this like lack oh, of humanity. It, make, it like, actually makes me, it makes me feel so sick. And they keep spinning yeah. this thing. It's like, oh, it's, all, it's, all, it's Albanian gang members and it's... You know, all these, like, men of fighting age. That's what I keep hearing. Like, men of fighting age are coming over. And it's like, fucking hell. Why? What's happening here? <laughs> like, this, it's propaganda to, like, the nth degree. It's so terrifying. It is propaganda. Yeah. It's so terrifying. So, so bye, Suella. It was 
Bye, Suella. It's good that she's gone. Farage went to the jungle. That's hilarious. It's, it's more of the same like, thing. It's not hilarious. It really stresses me out because it's just like it humanises him. For his whole career, he's been to all of us. This horror, this like bigger, this this racist, this, you know, like, and we've all looked at him and thought he's awful. And now people have had a chance to like him. And all I keep seeing online is like, oh, he's yeah. not so bad, that guy. And that's what it takes. Really? Is that is that yeah. uh, is that what the general consensus is? Yeah, oh, go on, Nige. Yeah, he's, he's an all right bloke, actually. And that's <sighs> it. That it humanizes it, and it makes the, the politics feel more and more acceptable. We get more and more used to it, and then it doesn't shock us anymore. What he's saying about boats and what he—it just makes me so upset. I don't understand why they're giving him like why. Well, I mean, but they've got a lot, a lot to answer for in that. What the um? It, it, that's what happened also to what's her name, Katie Hopkins. Yeah, when she went on Big Brother. Yeah. All of a sudden, Again, yeah, they, they're humanised and it's, oh, they're not that bad. I think she almost won. I swear she almost won. Yeah, she's got public opinion, like, well back on her now. I keep seeing her on TikTok and everyone's like, love you, Katie. Finally, someone's saying oh, she's, what we're is she all back? thinking. Yeah, she's all over TikTok. I thought she was banned. No. She was the runner-up. She came in second place. Yeah, I mean, second. Nigel came fourth or third when I'm a celeb, I think. Did he? Yep. Did he? Yep. What the fuck? That should frighten people. And it doesn't. That is terrifying. I know. I know. And it, fuck. Like, yeah, I don't know, it really, uh, and it's, and I know ITV do it because they're like, oh, yeah, everyone wants to see him eating a cockroach and everyone wants to see him eating a testicle. And it's like, but the fact that we all get to see him in this context changes everything. Yeah. It's what happened and with it Trump. Does... It's you get reality TV stars yeah. in. When you start getting celebrities in power, that's when it's so dangerous. Terrifying. In other news, baby Arlo turned nine months. You found out that you look really good in an umbrella hat. (laughs) I thought the boats had wheels and we went on our baby moon and I cried the whole time. You looked so pretty in that photo that Daisy put in here. Yeah, that was pre-swelling, actually. I think I hadn't started swelling at that point. (laughs) Yeah, are you still wearing your wedding ring in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was still intact. <laughs> Which brings us on nicely to December. <laughs> I had to go Fucking to the jeweler. Fucking hell, that and, photo like, is so bad, Al. Of my finger. Of it finger. was really Jesus bad. Like, Christ. the panic. Can you imagine the panic? The panic was so real. That's that really bad. Oh, my God. God bless you. I know. I had to go. You went to Tenerife. Went to and Tenerife. you wore those epic trousers. Warm oh, those are, those silver tinfoil trousers. <laughs> They're pleather. They're, like, from Abercrombie. Nice. They're really cool. Yeah, they're drowsy. Imagine if I put them on right now. Imagine what I'd look like if I put a pair of, like, I don't know. Imagine how funny that my stomach would look in that. I think you'd look like a... A Christmas pudding, all, like, wrapped up in foil. Yeah, yeah, I'm imagining something that you get yeah. out of, like, a burger stand. Yeah, all that, all that. <laughs> um, December, I was very ill. I have been. I've had all sorts. You have been ill. Love that. Classic how's it? Burnout. How's it? How's it going? I'm still actually quite unwell, and so is Arlo. But we're on the way. I think we're just <sighs> working really hard, and you know, being a mum, being a, being a hero. Um, hashtag mom life. Hashtag mom life. Also in December, Boris Johnson apologises at the COVID inquiry. That is technically a misleading statement. He sort of apologised, but sort of didn't in that kind of like bumbling way. It's what did he like, say exactly? I can't know. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's more like "sorry that it happened" rather than "yeah." Sorry I'm sorry what. you're upset. That's a classic Christmas <laughs> apology, isn't it? That's like what everybody gets over <laughs> from like nice family members. 
I'm sorry that you're upset, yeah. but... I'm so sorry that that upset you. Yeah. Like, how sensitive must you be yeah. for that to have upset you? Yeah, I'm, so- I'm, I'm sorry that this is... I'm sorry that you've taken it so badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my Grow God. Grow some balls. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, God, I hope you're all all right after your Christmases. <laughs> it's a brutal time of yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Anything else happened in December? Well, we got Spotify wrapped through. Oh, my God, I love Spotify wrapped. I literally... I was on my DMs, checking, like, constantly checking my DMs all day because it was so sweet. People were sending, like, look how many minutes I've listened to. You poor um, fuckers. It's a you. lot of minutes. Someone was, like, 10... Th- I might have made that up. I think 10,000 minutes, which is a lot of minutes. It's a lot of minutes. I know. I loved it. I loved that day. I was, like, so excited to be on my DMs all day. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's another tag. I it's still so can't believe we get to do this for a job, you know. It's quite crazy, isn't it? It's insane. It is quite crazy. Literally chatting. I mean, for over, well, well over two hours now, we have just been... But, Al, this is our chatting. last little chat. Oh, don't, don't. Ugh. I'm going to miss Ugh. you so much. I don't know how, did you miss, miss you me too. before? When I had my, oh, when I went at off. At the start of this year, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, totally. I felt lo- like lost. Yeah. I felt so lost and like, I can't do this by myself. Like th- it was, yeah. And I remember also like wanting to, I, I never knew, I wanted to text you a lot, but I was also like, but she's just had a baby, so I don't want to. I was texting you loads. Like I, had... I was like, tell me stuff, tell me stuff, tell me everything. Because I know. But then I was like, almost too trivial to text after having a baby. I don't know. It was weird. Just so I know, you're going to have to tell me if you want texts from me or not. Yeah, I want to feel like I'm still in the real normal world. Okay. So yes, please. Okay. As much as possible. Okay, okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Fine. I'm with you. I won't expect replies. I, I want to like, everything is going to be so different. I want to keep like as much as I can the same as possible. Okay. So yes, please. But you are not working. That is... No, no. That's that. You've been very good with that. I am, yeah, I'm, I am off. She's literally forbidden. I might kick her out of the yeah. chat. <laughs> no, I no, I do that. But I you, like I know. But you, and if any of you see her online or looking <laughs> tenacious, tell her to cool her jets and take a bit of time off. Get back. And no, I am definitely. Al, I'm going to say it to you now, and everybody listening is going to be agreeing with me that we will all still be here whenever you want to come back, and you don't need to rush it. Okay, that's nice. Thank you. Well, we no one's going. No, we won't all forget about you. We'll talk about you all the time. Thank you. Okay, it's so exciting. I will listen to the good, bads, and awkwards. I won't listen to the interviews because then I have to hear my own voice. But I will listen to the. You know, I never listen. I never listened to them when I was off. <laughs> I still don't know who you even had did on. Did you? Really? No idea. God, I can't remember. I think you did some with Georgie think... and Dave. Some with Georgie, some with Dave. I'm excited. I've got some plans. We're going to do, I'm going to do a couple of special, is it just me's um, in January? Okay. Um, I'm going to do a good and bad and awkward without you. But for the most part, we've yeah. got many is it just me's banked and interviews banked. And so most people will feel like you haven't even gone anywhere because we, they'll still be able to hear you for there many you go, many good. months and like we said some really good interviews yes yeah, so good really excited some really good okay right we're gonna leave you be this is this has been enough apologies we've just added another ten thousand minutes to your listening time <laughs> <laughs> um thank you for everything oh god i feel emotional <laughs> i'm so, i'm um, emotional I'm, because i'm ex- well i'm i'm gonna see them all in like four days but do you want to say your yeah. say your little goodbye <gasps> 
Yeah, I will see you soon. I I can't I can't freak myself out too much. I'll see you soon. It won't be too long. I will be back. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you all so much for all the support. It's been unbelievable. And yeah, here's to a good 2024. The best. Once I'm back. <laughs> okay. Don't have too much fun without me. Don't don't feel like this is like you prefer to do this by yourself. Ow. You know? Famously, and then I'm sacked. I hate to do this alone. That's not going to happen. Okay, fine. Okay, good. Okay, good. I can't wait to have you back, but I will wait because I want to wait because I need you to have the time that you deserve with your little baby. Oh my God. And I, yeah, okay. I'm gonna be and great. I'll let you know soon if it's a boy or a girl. That's crazy too. I know. Uh, you, you fucking better. <laughs> Imagine if I'm just like, no, I'm actually going to keep it secret. <laughs> out, you would be out. You would be out the will, out the, out the WhatsApp chat. That would be it. <laughs> gone <laughs> guys i oh, will thank see you so much guys in a few days and i love you loads but now i love you love you bye bye should i delete that is part of the acast creator network even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.